Oh yeah. I read it and I was like, when it came out, I was like, oh, ooh, that's exciting. I don't know, something, <laughs> the little dark part of me was like, ooh, I get to poison something. <laughs> <laughs> Today you are here with Sky Becker Yamakawa and Catherine Moore. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Sky. Hi. Well, happy new year. Happy new year to you. A brand new year. A brand new, new year. Of year. Episodes. Yeah. Right. So what are you working on the first week of the new year? It's the first week of the new year. So I a little rested from the holidays, but getting back into work. I shouldn't say starting because I already haven't started, but I'm finishing up this week piece for, well, maybe a couple pieces. I have two pieces that I started with the holidays. I kind of got a little behind. So I'm all, I only am required to get one done. So it's possible only one makes it to the gallery and the other one I'll just finish later, but I'm going to try to get both done. There's a show called Creatures, which is going to be at gallery 1988 that opens on January 26th, but the, the deadline's coming up on the 12th. So I have to figure out if I can get everything done but I I started a piece based on Kermit the Frog because that is my favorite oh cool and then yeah I'm doing one with Charlotte and Wilbur from Charlotte's Web oh if you're looking for my usual dark stuff this isn't that this is more hearkening back to when I went to art school and I actually had an emphasis on children's book illustration because I thought I was going to be a children's book illustrator. And then I kind of went into this, oh, I really like doing dark art type of stuff. So this, this is kind of, more that. I might have a, a little creepiness in it, but not a lot, but I'm finishing up, finishing up those. I love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see the pieces. Hopefully I'll get both. One of them will definitely be done. I'm just, I just like, oh, the holidays really cut into my, <laughs> my stuff. Both of them will be done at some point, but I'm hoping they'll both be done for the show. Okay. They're not that big. So I'm hope, hopefully I'll do, be able to do it. I think I can. I think I can. I'll give myself a little pep talk. I think I could do it. Anyway, how about you? How are you enjoying the first week of the new year? And are right. you working on anything? <laughs> I Yeah, I'm starting my first larger piece for the new year. The panels where I actually cut the panels last year because the frames were gifted to me by my father. His wife buys a lot of artwork and she had these large paintings and frames that were custom made for the paintings. Mm -hmm. And then she decided to have them reframed. <laughs> Oh, nice. So she gave me the frames and they're very nice, but they're custom sized. Uh-huh. So I have them sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to start these paintings in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing it. Yep. So I'm starting one of those and I'm excited to use these gorgeous gold ornate frames. <laughs> oh, very cool. I can't yeah. wait to see what you put in them. That's awesome. Thanks. We will be right back to talk about proactive and reactive behavior. We asked random art connoisseurs to try our new thirst quencher. Wow, 
That's really good. Am I dreaming? No, really. Pinch me. Incredible. Where can I get that? That's tea and canvas. Tea and canvas. I need more. Catherine Moore exceptionally blends the supernatural dark curiosities and pop media, filtered through the finest Belgian linen to produce the tea and canvas line, the tastiest art known locally to the San Francisco Bay Area, and now is celebrated as a worldwide sensation. TeaandCanvas.com makes available original art and high-quality prints 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Tea and Canvas, when you have a taste for the dark side. Drink up at TeaandCanvas.com. Hello and welcome back. Today we are talking about proactive versus reactive related to artists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're opposing behaviors. First, we'll give the definition of each behavior and examples of how it pertains to artists. And then we'll talk about the pros of each behavior. Okay. Because when you hear like proactive versus reactive, you think, oh, well, the proactive must be the good one since it has pro in it, right? Right, right. But I was surprised to find out that was not necessarily the case. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I'm, my guess would be having a balance of both is probably good. Definition. Proactive behavior addresses future conditions and circumstances being proactive revolves around the anticipation of problems or events to design plans for a specific outcome or prepare for positive results. People who practice proactive behavior tend to look at the entire situation. Okay. So then you say, well, how does this apply to artists? It could be choosing to create your own opportunities. Maybe you create your own solo show and then you look for a gallery or a place to exhibit it or do it yourself. Create a pop-up, mm -hmm. do a Kickstarter to crowdfund an event like we've had Stephen Russell Black crowdfunded his tarot deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Those are great examples of proactive behavior. Right. Another one could be just as simple as choosing a specific topic or subject for your art. Like, Eric, it's going to be Robots and Donuts. Whatever yep. the show is, whatever the event, I'm being proactive in the choices. This is what I paint. Right. <laughs> Do you have any other examples? Those would be the main ones I would think of. You could be proactive in setting setting up your mission statement for your business and getting your website built and reaching out to potential clients or doing commercial work, especially. I think that would be proactive. Yeah, I would agree. Those are all excellent examples. I mean, even to the extent when you say reaching out to clients, there's doing a newsletter and sending it out to your collector base, uh, Correct. being proactive and doing some sort of a sticker giveaway for people who sign up to get your newsletter so you can grow your collector base or the people who subscribe to your newsletter. Those would be other great examples. Reactive behavior refers to an immediate response to an event. Reactions often result from actions that took place in the past. So how would this apply to artists? So we have a waiting to be invited to art shows. So maybe you don't do paintings until a gallery says, do you want to be in this group show? Mm -hmm. Or you're constantly responding or creating art based on what you see other people are doing. It could be that if a painting doesn't sell, instead of your reaction being, this is what I'm painting, I'm going to stay true to my subject and what I believe, it would, oh, this didn't sell. I better change. I better change whatever I'm painting. Mm. Or it could be you notice that some other artists, their artwork is selling really well, and that's not what you paint. So you react to that and say, oh, 
well, I need to start painting this in order to start generating more sales. Right. Okay. Those are all examples, some positive, some maybe not as favorable, but I think some of them are unavoidable as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unavoidable. When I was talking earlier about having balance, it was you can be proactive in applying to galleries, but then you're waiting to be invited to the shows, I guess. Maybe there's some things that kind of cross over, but are you talking about you're just putting your stuff out there and you're, or you're just talking about in order to create artwork, I'm going to wait until I have a show. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think it's kind of both. I think that's interesting because they do play on both behaviors. I think a more reactive artist might be, I'm going to do like these five or 10 pieces, post them. And then maybe somebody will purchase or a gallery will invite me to be in an event based on what I just put out. Oh, okay. I think that would be more of a reactive response, whereas a proactive response would be, I really want to have a solo show. I'm going to create this body of work Mm -hmm. and regardless of what happens, and then I will figure out, I will approach galleries who I want to sell it through. Or I will do my own pop-up or I will do a Kickstarter to fund an opening or an event for it. That would be much more proactive. Mm -hmm. So the pros of each behavior. Reactive behavior pros can be somebody who is more responsive. And examples were like somebody who is more reactive might respond more readily to emails or direct messages. They might be more adept at working with clients or doing commissions because they would be more responsive and open to the request. Mm -hmm. They would be more sensitive to reviewing their work and improving on their style or whatever they're painting, or they might be more sensitive to what is trending, staying up to date, current. Okay. Somebody who's reactive will be more likely to react immediately to issues that arise, Mm -hmm. which, you know, could be. So it sounds like reactive is they're able to pivot more quickly. Yeah, I would agree. That's a very nice adjective to describe (laughs) a reactive person. If they have it, they might have shows lined up for the next few years or next year or two. So it's not necessarily that they're twiddling their thumbs and waiting, but they're reacting to the shows that they have scheduled. Okay. So proactive behavior pros, they are more focused and consistent. They try to have, I say try because control is a whole other subject. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a whole other topic for another episode, but it's stated they have more control in their art business. Uh Uh-huh. As I say, disclaimer, they think they have control. (laughs) (laughs) So this was weird. The proactive was stated that people who are more proactive have better self-care. Huh. Because the correlation was that people who are more reactive are just running around trying to take care of so many things. They're so reactive, so sensitive Uh to whatever might be happening. Whereas somebody who's more proactive would be, okay, I'm going to focus on these paintings. This time of day, I'm going to go for my walk every day. They're more Mm -hmm. proactive in putting what is a priority to them as a true priority. Nothing is going to cancel that out. Hmm. Okay. And then proactive people tend to look at the big picture. So they'll be planning for the future. They might have like a five-year plan for their business Mm -hmm. and they plan on executing it as opposed to somebody who's reactive might be like, yeah, I have this year booked up with shows. Uh, Next year, I'm going to hope that I have shows. (laughs) I hope I do this. (laughs) Because right now I just have time to focus on 
doing these gallery shows and commissions, whatever that may be, or whatever they're reacting to doing these jobs or assignments they've been given. So my question would be this, do artists have, based on your research that you did, are artists, do they have both of those personalities or is it usually one or the other? That's a really good question from what I've observed Mm -hmm. from interviewing artists. I feel like there seems to be a pretty firm line between the proactive versus the reactive. That doesn't mean that I've seen some very proactive artists who will react to events, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're more in one group versus riding the middle of the line. What do you think? Uh, Well, I see, I think you, what I see from my observance of it, I would say that you might have more behaviors in one category, but you can also cross over into the other. For me, I'm just going to go with me. I think I'm probably more reactive than anything else. But I also have some proactive stuff that I do. You do. That's yeah. right. So that's why I was like, oh, I wonder if it's it's not an all or nothing. Thing. No, it's not an all or nothing. But I also question whether the proactive versus reactive is something that's ingrained within our personalities. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen some artists where they have been very proactive in their beliefs and what their intentions were for their business, Mm -hmm. but then they quickly went back to being reactive. They never went through. Yeah. I will say this though. I think it's the way I'm looking at now that we're talking about it. I think that I'm probably more reactive because the stuff that I do, the proactive stuff, but that's harder for me to do. Like that's stuff like, oh, got to do this. You know what I mean? I'm wondering, not that it's a bad thing to do, but it's a little out of my comfort zone for lack of a better term. Like I do this, do the things, but it's just not as natural to me doing other stuff. When I looked it up, it was, that's funny because they have pictures. They have like these little stick figure pictures uh-huh. all over about proactive versus reactive. And the one that sticks in my head is the reactive person is sitting in a chair, sort of relaxing back with the table in front of them and kind of waiting with things piling up on the table. Like they're uh-huh. reactive. Here's everything come to me. I'm just going to sit back. And then the proactive is standing up with their hands on their hips. Like I'm going, I'm going forward. Like they're veering into the unknown. (laughs) Right, right. And I think proactive, especially for artists who are people who, not all of us, but some of us tend to rely on our art to communicate for us or to express ourselves and Mm -hmm. possibly to show who or what we really feel. Mm -hmm. Being proactive is terrifying because- you have to actually put yourself out there or be the aggressor or the person who's asserting yourself immediately as opposed to your art. Right. Whereas reactive, it could be somebody approaches you and, oh, you love my artwork? Great. Here. (laughs) (laughs) Here. Yeah. Do you have a feeling where you fall? Where do you think you fall in either of those? That's such a hard one. I think I tend to be more proactive when mm-hmm. I do find myself falling into reactive situations, I tend to sort of rebel against them or gnash my teeth like, no. <laughs> yeah. See, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I probably tend to like, just based on, and I, I wish there was another term for it. I think because it's been so ingrained in our society that if you're just a reactive personality, there's something wrong with that. 
But the way that it's described here, it's really about being able to pivot quickly. It sounds like to me. And that's, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Well, when you say that, then I'm definitely proactive. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah. because I, I've pivoted quite a bit throughout my career. This is a possible opportunity. That's cool. That's a possible opportunity. That's cool. Like, but it's not like I set out to do any of those things, but I ended up doing those things. Right. Right. It, it's so hard. Yeah. Because as I, you know, I watch, I'm like watching so many artists and like, even we talked about like Julian Schnabel in an mm -hmm. episode and how he took like every job available, anything yeah. he could get. And that would be like a reactive, whatever anybody threw at him. Like, you want me to flip burgers? I'm there. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Do you yeah. want me to curate a show? I'm there. You want me to do a painting? I'm there. You want me to film a movie? Sure. sure. You know, let's do it. Yeah. Right. He's like pivot like crazy man. here. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it's just for me, like, no, you're <laughs> like, no, no, no. And it's, it's like, oh, it's not, I see it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think either one of them is bad. Yeah. Right. So it's, I like that we're discussing that having reactive behavior is not necessarily bad and having no proactive behavior is not necessarily great. <laughs> yeah. All encompassing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like at the beginning, it seems like you might want to have a good balance of some yeah, of these think, behaviors. I don't, I don't think we work that way. I think it's sort of ingrained in our personalities and maybe we can alter it for whatever we need yeah. it to be at the moment. Like you said, you tend to be more reactive, but there are situations. I think you're like very proactive, like with the art markets is a, mm -hmm. an example of you being very proactive with your business and going out there and selling it and meeting people. And <laughs> Right. But in all honesty, it's like, why did I get into the art markets? Because I had a friend, <laughs> my partner who said, Hey, I want to start selling art with, what if we start selling some stuff somewhere? And then and then it was like, well, let's look into how we do it. <laughs> we, right. So it was someone so that you reacted me first. Yeah, I reacted to her coming to me. So the then, next question is, is is your friend more proactive or reactive? I I want to say that she's, I think she's mostly proactive, but she has a lot of reactive tendencies as well. I think we all have a little bit of each of it, but I think it's like, what's our comfort zone? And then we do step out of it because the proactivists might have better self-care. I was like, I have pretty good self-care, <laughs> but I had to, I had, well, see, that goes back to reacting is the reason I have self-care is because I ended up with an anxiety disorder. And so I had to oh, learn to practice self-care, but see, I'm reacting to <laughs> reacting to having that. I think some of like the self-care things that I do are, were more like instilled in me as a young child. They were really enforced. You need to take care of yourself. Health is mm -hmm. a priority. Mm -hmm. Eat healthy. Yeah, it, it was ingrained in the <laughs> yeah. fabric of who I was <laughs> raised as a kid. Yeah, right. So it's interesting. It's it, interesting. It's interesting. I would I would love to hear from people out there where, where they think they <laughs> lie and what their tendencies are. And... New lightning round question. Yeah, yeah, new lightning round question. Are you more reactive or proactive? Right. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. We'll be right back with our art news. Hmm? Thank you.
scale war has broken out between countries of the first trial of an artificial intelligence murder took place today in the courts of New York, where billionaire and what experts are dubbing the Scientists are baffled. When you're ready to take a break and unplug, Sky's Art. Recharge your soul. Visit skiesart.com. Hello and welcome back. Today we have our art news segment and it is about AI. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yes. The taboo subject. Yes. Right. Well, it's when I was looking through the art news, there seems to be a very clear trend in the art news. It's either about AI or it's about Basquiat. <laughs> It's one of those two. There's those nothing two. in between. It's weird, right? Because that's what I saw. I was like, there's another Basquiat store. I'm like, how many have we done with it? <laughs> it's like, so here's here's an update. I'm glad that he's getting the recognition he, he, he is. He's, he's still that, trending. Yeah, he's still trending, even though he's been gone for so long. But yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, so but today we're talking about AI. So there is a new data poisoning tool. Yes, <laughs> yes. Artists are fighting back for artists to fight back against image generated AI. So we're talking about Nightshade today. Yeah, you yes. already know about it. Oh, yeah. I read it and I was like when it came out, I was like, oh, ooh, that's exciting. I don't know. Something, <laughs> the little dark part of me was like, ooh, I get to poison something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. Artists now have a new digital tool that they can use in the event that their work is scraped without permission by an AI training set. The tool is called Nightshade, and it enables artists to add invisible pixels to their art prior to being uploaded online. And these data samples poison the massive image sets used to train AI images generators such as Dolly and Midjourney, Stable Diffusion, and it destabilizes their output in chaotic and unexpected ways as well as disabling its ability to generate useful images, reported from MIT Technology Review. Oh, <laughs> so, I know. I've seen so many artists sharing this article. Oh, really? Yes, so many. They seem to be very excited about it, <laughs> like more so than Glaze. Like when Glaze came out, a few people shared it, but this one... <laughs> This one, people were like, ooh, nightshade. Maybe they had the same reaction I did. Ooh. <laughs> it's all in the marketing. They it's just all in the marketing. Yeah. Right? It's like the other one's called glaze. That's not exciting. Nightshade. Right, like, what do you do? Is a donut, <laughs> but poisoning. Yeah. Poisoning. Nightshade. Ooh, I'd be the old crone with the apple. <laughs> So, yep, for example, poison data samples can manipulate AI images. I don't know how they could do this, but AI images generating models into in incorrectly believing that images of fantasy art or pointillism or images of cubism or Japanese-style anime. And it's very, the poison data is very difficult to remove at, as it requests tech companies to painstakingly find and delete each of the corrupted samples. Right. And I guess really the point of this is that if that's out there and people are using it, hopefully it'll be a deterrent for these companies that are just going to indiscriminately scrape the internet for artwork that they do not have permission to use for their data sets. Yeah, hopefully. It said Nightshade could tip the balance of power back from AI companies towards artists and become a powerful deterrent against disrespecting artists' copyright and intellectual properties, according 
to Zhao, he told MIT Technology Review when they first reported on the research. Researchers tested Nightshade on Stable Diffusion's latest model and on an AI model that trained themselves from scratch. And they did 50 poisoned images of cars and prompted it to create images of the vehicles and the usability of the output dropped to 20%. Right. After 300 poison images samples, an attacker used the nightshade tool can manipulate stable diffusion to generate images of cars to look like cows. Perfect. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like it. It's like, I think, you know, as artists, we've, we've come to the realization that AI is not going to go anywhere, but we still need to be protected for our intellectual property. And I think that's what people that are proponents of AI is like, it's so great. You can do this, this, and this with it. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't have a problem with AI per se. I have a problem with how it was developed without the consent or the knowledge even of artists. And that should have been first and forward. <laughs> it would have been to ask artists if they would be willing to give their artwork to train the AI, because there's so many people that have their work is now being not exactly reproduced, but close enough to it that you can tell where it came from. No, I didn't look up. Do you know it, where people can get Nightshade and if it's free like Glaze? It's from the same company. Nightshade is not quite out yet. They haven't released it yet, according to the article I read. I'm assuming it's going to be from the same place because same same people that did Glaze. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I thought Glaze was Chicago, but okay. Well, that's cool. Well, maybe maybe it's the same team. They maybe okay. work in different that places. That makes sense. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I misunderstood the article <laughs> I read, but I remember that it's not quite out yet, but they're getting ready to release it. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting and exciting. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So where can we find you online, Catherine? You can find me on my website, which is tncanvas.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or threads, all at TN Canvas. Great. And I'm at skiesart.com or skiesartshop on Instagram as well as threads. And please follow and like Off the Isla podcast wherever you listen to it. As the Terminator said, hasta la vista. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and happy, happy creating. creating.